Total Sports Enterprises is known for its high-profile public signings with Franco and Rust, among other Total Sports Enterprises athletes. But TSC also has private signings that result in more unique products available for sale. In fact, Total Sports Enterprises still has pre-sale items for legendary coach Dick LeBeau. Visit tseshop.com for more details on signed Dick LeBeau items, as well as all of your black and gold needs. And now let's start the Yajaga podcast from Merchant Oyster Company in Lawrenceville. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or... Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jagoff. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jagoff! Or someone scares the out of you. Yeah, jagoff! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jagoff? Everybody's Jim Crenn. I'm Jackie Kane. This is Mark Madden. Larry Richard. Captain Wild Bill. Kurt Angle. Rocky Blyer. Bonnie Diver. Rick Sivak. Mike Wysocki. John Steigerwald. Greg Brown. Tyler Kennedy. Santonio Holmes. And this is the Jagoff Podcast. So this is the Jagoff Podcast, and uh, we are uh, coming off of our first porch, right? Right. And you're coming back from the Czech Republic. Right. I'm no longer a correspondent because I didn't like <laughs> <Right>. that job. <laughs> right. So, Rachel, uh, if, you, if you listened to last week's compilation, we had to put a little compilation podcast together because we were not together. She was in the Czech Republic getting beer bottles thrown at and fingers thrown at her. Uh, from, and drinking uh, from beer because of it. Over 14-year-old. Hockey games. Yeah. Well, a 16-year-old, but still bad. Yeah, you know. So, uh, again, we're here at Merchant Oyster Company, and uh, Dennis and Jess have welcomed us here today. We have oysters. We have beer. And we just said before we went on the air, do not come here and ask for a fish sandwich. Yeah, that was a direct (laughs) comment. Don't do it. Don't do it. But I feel like we must have made a decent impression because we had them on the podcast before, and they kind of – they taught – they didn't kind of. They taught us how to properly – Shuck Get them suck. out, shuck them, and chuck them, and all suck that. Suck them. Suck them, and all that stuff. <laughs> so, But, and, and we did well, so I yeah. guess they wanted us back. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, this week's podcast, so first of all, we have a couple of new things. First of all, you see us, you can see us uh, every Saturday, Pittsburgh Beautiful Facebook page. And as of last Thursday, the River's Edge, Pittsburgh's internet radio station, yep. has picked up our show. And every Thursday at 10 o'clock, if you subscribe to iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio. I always say Stitcher. And, I I, and, uh, and uh, iTunes, you can subscribe to it. You'll get the podcast on Mondays. But then the podcast goes up on yajagoff.com on Tuesdays. Tuesday. And speaking of yajagoff.com. This is where we normally say what was on the podcast. And you kind of owned it this week. I did. Yeah. I was angry, so you let mm-hmm. me spew my anger. It was a platform for my disgust. <laughs> so I was in the Czech Republic, and, you know, I, I'm sure people are sick of it at this point, but I did not like it. I didn't I didn't hold back. There were no qualms about it. I'm American. And it was so ironic that I came home the day before Independence Day because I was super patriotic because <laughs> I was so over you Europe. You kissed the crowd not even in lie. Philadelphia. The I cement did. in Philadelphia. What was my comment it? on Facebook? Yeah. I'm in Philadelphia. And I'm happy because <laughs> it was better than being in the Czech Republic. Prague was be- I forget who asked me. Prague was beautiful, but um, I'm good. Nice. I'd take Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania over anything. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm a Yinzer, I guess. Uh, I think so. I don't I know. So. Not really. I don't uh, speak that on way. On the podcast today, we have David Kaplan, uh, reporter at Channel 4. Now, rumor has it he's extremely funny. That comes from two people well, that he works with. Here. He's extremely funny, and I got to talk to him prior to, and he actually talks about what we talk about, how Pittsburghers – put S's at the end. We were oh, having that discussion. Nice. He never called Sally, Sally Wiggins. <laughs> so that he thought it might be Sally yeah, Wiggins, yeah. but he didn't test the waters. And he also said something that I love. He said, Pittsburghers also have an inflection when they're asking questions. I remember you and I have oh, said yeah. that too. Like, yeah. did you want some water? <laughs> like, <laughs> we don't mean to do it, but we do. So uh, yeah, I'm to anxious to talk to him. Yeah, question. I'm very I'll self-conscious now. <laughs> and uh, so our other guest is Scott McTaggart, who uh, is part of the Pitchworks podcast, a marketing podcast. And uh, you have to listen to it. If you have a small business, medium-sized business, you have to listen to it because I scheduled him to be on the podcast because we could get – he's a consultant, but we can get free counseling because it's our so this is a guest the, on our podcast. <laughs> this is the part we of the podcast where we sucker our guests and we make them <laughs> agree to things. <laughs> like we'll say, oh, so you're coming back. Or we'll say, oh, so you're giving us free stuff. And this yeah. time you said – Yeah, <laughs> we're like, we can't doing. figure out marketing, although we're marketing people. So yeah. come on. So it's we been a rough week, that's for sure. And uh, and cool thing is, again, thanks to our, uh, our affiliation with the River's Edge, we – we, had, we, had, we put a call out for a musician, and we got Jess Klein, 
and Jess Klein is going to be here playing in between, and we're going to yeah, talk to her at the end exciting. of the podcast. And Dennis and Jess are again are going to come on. Jess is uh, doing uh, yoga somewhere, which is not what we're doing. On the rooftop. We're drinking beer. Right? Because so, it's a beautiful so day downtown. So that is the podcast. So we're going to come back. We're going to hear Jess play and uh, for a little bit here, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk to Scott McTaggart from Pitchworks Podcast. Her lips never go still. Ring my hands and I've cracked and failed With her by my side and not to fail But my love grew to take And the only reason I'm awake Is cause I miss you Yeah, man. How about that? Huh? How about that? I was drinking. Jess, did you have oysters before you started that? Wow. I did not. Uh, I had a sip of beer. <laughs> yeah, same. That's there what I was are. It's past 11. It's appropriate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah, not what I was cool. expecting at all. So we're going to be great. hearing. Yeah, that was like, she's like so tender talking to her. And yeah. all of a sudden this powerful voice, voice comes out. Like, what did that come from? Yeah. So. So our first guest, Scott McTaggart, who we met at the Pittsburgh Business Show, and um, he runs a podcast called The Pitchworks, right. and there'll be links to it in the show notes. But uh, Scott is a marketing person, and uh, the best part is, is we were, I tried not to pre-interview him, but I was giving him the heads up that, like, we have been through this. You and I, we started this little marketing company, we're marketing PR, we have a podcast, sometimes we're a media outlet, sometimes we're uh, media or information We put collectors. people to sleep explaining right. what we do. Right. Go ahead. And they go, wow. <laughs> yeah, there are so many gray areas. Well, you're just confusing us right yeah. now. So. And then I say, John just takes my kids to the bus stop. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, so, so we're like, <laughs> wait a minute. He's kind of a nanny. You know, we think we're good marketing people, but we could never put our pitch together. Yeah. So, and, and I feel completely stupid when I listen to Scott's podcast. So, yep. Scott, welcome to the podcast. What an intro, huh? <laughs> well, okay, so first off, you have me follow Jess, which, like, that shouldn't be happening. <laughs> Okay, you're not supposed to crush me and then be like, hey, by the way, this guy's going to go next. <laughs> like, yeah, bring her back. No, marketing doesn't sound like as much fun. Um, <laughs> but thank story. you for the invite. I, I, I hope you don't feel silly or, or whatever. Wait, he's about to, to eat an oyster, so you have to talk more. Dude, <laughs> I got, I'm sort of sitting here for the main event here. Let's do the oyster thing. We could switch. We could switch seats. Oh, come yeah. on. Drum roll. So I don't Drum even know. Roll. What kind of oyster is it? What are we eating here, Dennis? Oh, oh a, come on, man. It's not a fish oyster. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's definitely not Very a fish good. oyster. Very good. I cool. should put it in there, huh? All right, good. So anyways, go ahead, Scott. I so anyway, free consulting time. Yeah. It's nice. The phantom power that comes out of microphones apparently has this sort of kryptonite effect on my ability <laughs> to collect money. It's great. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, let, let, let's set the, the, the bar as low as possible. Okay. Right? I only know uh, what I know from listening to you guys in your show. Good right? answer. Um, Good answer. No, it's you true. I mean, no, yeah. don't even. you guys are the Pittsburgh podcast, and, and congrats on that. Congrats on the River's Thank Edge you. and all the Thank great you. stuff that's going on for you guys. Thank I wish you. you nothing but the best. Uh, I appreciate Thank that. You. Now I'm going to be a jerk. Do it. <laughs> Do You're I. telling them I'm leaving and coming on your show. <laughs> I, I, I don't have... You, Who says I, that? I don't have that, you jag off money. I, I don't have that. Yikes. It's an unpaid internship for me. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, <laughs> I think something that you said prior to that I really appreciated was you said, number one, you like podcasting, right? Isn't oh, that absolutely. the first thing that you kind of... You know, how, how did you even start? Pittsburgh is a little bit behind the times on things, if we've, as we've discussed before. Yeah. And how did something like a podcast become something you're interested in? Um, okay, so back up, right? Like, I started off in a marketing program over at the University of Pittsburgh and realized, and I was talking to David about this earlier, like no one explains to you that there's basically like three kinds of marketers, right? You know, there's, there's the math person who is really good at the charts and the why, right? Okay, 18% of men between 40 and 54 like this, right? Um, there's, the, there's the creative who understands uh, emotional resonance, like, okay, this thing here is the right blend of colors and music and, and it's going to touch you know, our audience. And then there's this third person who's like a management type person who understands how to keep all of those people on task and on target and, and get the campaign out the door. No one told me any of that when Same. I'm like an 18, 19 year old kid. Uh -huh. I go to the University of Pittsburgh and they're like, yep, you're in the spreadsheet program. I'm like, 
<laughs> that could have gone better because uh, I wasn't the spreadsheet guy. So I literally just I dropped out of that and I started selling cars because what I wanted was I wanted to deal directly with end users and find out what makes them tick. Mm. You've got to get your word out there and you've got to do it in such a way that you're not pulling people away from what they were already going to do. Right. Right. Uh, Seth Godin likes to use this this term interruptive yeah. sales mm -hmm. and interruptive marketing where it's like if if your business's success is based on your ability to kind of suck me out of what I'm doing, you're going to have a really hard time of it. Mm -hmm. Sure. So let's put this fine thing that you've built here under the magnifying glass, right? Mm -hmm. I the, the number one thing I keep hearing from you guys is that you're trying to be two things at once. And right. I don't think that that's the right move. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. this idea that the, the lines are getting blurred, you know, that's not an accident. That's evolution. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, steer into the skid. Do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Sure. So yeah. it's, there's not a marketing wing and a podcast. Mm -hmm. Just completely integrate. Okay? Yeah. We are one monolithic unit, and this is who and what we are. And when you hear me on the show, that's who I am. And yeah. when you hear me in your office, that's who I am. Right. Mm -hmm. Good right? point. Yeah. No, I appreciate that. And I, and I was listening to one of the podcasts. I can't remember um, who it was, but uh, I always I was likening to what I think about, you know, years ago. I'm old. And uh, so, oh, dude, uh, look at this. <laughs> I got the gray hairs on the chin. So I'll I go was, right there with you. You know, the old marketing adage was we know 50% of our marketing works. We just don't know which 50%, right? That was an old thing. And I, but we do know now, like as a marketer, there, you have almost too much information in front of you because you know when you place a Facebook ad or a Twitter or a tweet or something, you know what happens with it. You can literally measure everything. You were ta you're talking about the show we did with Nick Kamenisi. Yes, that's right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Nick is a genius, and and you know we kind of went both ways. You know, you, you sit there and from the spreadsheet marketer kind of a perspective, right? You say, okay, yeah, like this worked because we had this micro targeting and. You know, this Facebook ad pulled people into the sales funnel at the third step and whatever. Yes. And if you've got the manpower to actually execute on that, yeah. more power to yeah. you, right? There's very few people who actually can afford a staff like that, though. I mean, you guys have something beautiful here, right? You know, John, you and I were talking before about how everybody else in podcasting wants to be this, like, micro scalpel, right? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, I've got the podcast about, you know, left-leaning Smurf dolls, right? Like... <laughs> I've heard that. They're on episode three. Wow. And, and yours Let's is... have them on. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because then they... <laughs> no, because then they in inevitably end up, you know, breaking out into an argument with the progressive leaning Smurf dolls. And we got True a story. completely different True problem. Story. It goes um, viral. Yeah, you know, it gets weird. People start like, you know, putting one <laughs> finger on the scale for the election. It sucks. Um, the the move though that you guys made was to admit that you could bite off and chew being the Pittsburgh podcast, mm. right? And it's a real thing, and it's beautiful, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah. You know, uh, what's the expression? And, and no, don't don't get too misty yet because I'm about to be a jerk. I'm uh, ready. <laughs> Hit me. Right. I was uh, a journalist. Hey, I can cries. take it. I wish she I could cries. credit this properly too. It was um, Pittsburgh is the Kanye West of cities because nobody loves Kanye like Kanye does. Oh, right? sorry. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. you want to you want to make friends in Pittsburgh? Just come in and tell somebody that you love Pittsburgh. Yeah, sure. yeah. You're like, man, those three <laughs> rivers are exactly what the doctor ordered, man. <laughs> Oh, God, if there's one thing I love, it's seasons. Anyway. So go back to, so you understood the marketing part. Where, how did podcasting come in? Uh, okay, so when I was doing consulting, I was on a plane a lot, right? And I've got two kids, and they're getting older now. And you become very, well, you've got older kids, too. You know what this feels like. You're like I'm you very know, young. I had my children in high school. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I, I, had, I had my first, you know, at like 23 years old. So, okay. like, well, okay, my wife had our first. I, yeah, I was going to correct I you. I was basically there with pom-poms, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, uh, he's 17 now, my oldest, right? Yeah, and you start 15. becoming aware of the ticking clock, right? It's, it's yep. you're, you're losing time to be with the family. And I said, okay, what is it that I can do to sort of reduce the number of trips to California? Because that's right. like startup haven and startups are kind of my thing. Mm. Uh, excuse me, the, um, the DC market was someplace I was spending a lot of time, sure. a little bit of time in New York. All of these are trips. Right. And I said, if I do a podcast, maybe I can monetize it. Maybe I can, you know, like do ads, do whatever. We mm -hmm. did something called premium, which was like behind the scenes. And then just love of the game. I just chopping it up with the ads that I was being offered didn't feel right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the ads I was being offered didn't feel like they were good for us. You know, mm -hmm. it wasn't a good fit. And it, it kind of gave us the feeling like we were skewing the message of the show. Uh, but then a great thing happened. And that's the 
my consulting business started getting more attention and from local clients. Okay. So mission accomplished. Right. 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 I didn't have to go to California to make that money. Mm-hmm. But it was sort of a weird dipsy doodle of it. It wasn't a straight line. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It never yeah. is, right? Well, I mean, people work. tell you that, but yeah. when you're in it, you're too close to it to see sure. it. Sure. You know, yeah. they tell you it's going to go that way, and you're like, yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. You but when you're in it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. You're impervious to advice. Yeah. Oh, that's exactly right. You know, I want to. Our later guest is uh, David Kaplan from Channel Four, and he's a professional question asker. And we thought he's sitting here. We might. Who David, says do you question have a, asker? <laughs> David, if you have a question for for Scott, go right ahead. Jump in there. Well, we we had an interesting. We we I asked you a lot of questions earlier. Yes, question so, asker. So question asker. I know we're rolling now, but I have no more. Actually, okay. I, I just uh, I think I'm, I think he's I got, now yeah. out of questions. So oh, if oh, he's wait, the wait, question we asker, recording when I, was talking. I win. Yeah. <laughs> You're the answer giver. <laughs> no, one of the most interesting things I think we talked about is just the uh, you, you talking about the straight line and, and talking about how we kind of get to where we are and the, the timing uh, of uh, that you had of sort of uh, Pittsburgh sort of develops and changes its its sort of makeup and and the timing that you had and in your foresight um i was just kind of curious you know how as someone who uh, is responsible for helping startups like this uh who are still getting their feet wet market themselves how did you sort of have the 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 foresight to know the best ways to market yourself so that you could help i don't i i think everybody thinks that there's a best way and and the trick is just to get started right um david the sculpture began as a block of marble, right? And for the first however many weeks or months. David Kaplan, the sculpture. You, well, that nobody, one too. Nobody wants to see that sculpture. <laughs> he, is, he is cast from marble, is he not? <laughs> um, no, the, the answer is you get started and you refine as you go, right? So back to the three columns, right? You know, you've got your spreadsheet person, you've got your creative, and then you've got your person who can actually like manage a creative but still land them within those columns on the spreadsheet, right? I definitely am the creative. Like, I, I try to use a little bit of comedy, a little bit of brevity, a little bit of, again, emotional resonance. Um, and, and I just, I'm like, let's see if people respond to this. And the first, like, the first show we put out, within the first week, I think 60 people downloaded it, mm-hmm. right? Which is a ghost town. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth doing a show. Yeah. But you don't, again, you don't, you don't say, like, oh, well, you know, the marble didn't become the statue yet, so I give up, mm-hmm. you know? And then the audience starts to tell you what they want, just like a business. You know, they start talking to the customers, just like the merchant oyster people, right? You know, if there are enough people asking for fish sandwiches, maybe that, that might change. Right? <laughs> <We're> looking, <laughs> I'm looking for like a rule. The eye roll. Shrug. Eye roll. Like no, no. Shrug. He was like, still not. <laughs> it was a shrug. It was an eye roll. He said, if shrug. you were part of the Ajaga podcast, maybe, but not yet, yeah. brother. <laughs> I think we got to shoot some of this microphone energy at him and see if we can't get it. There you go. Um, but no, you know, the, if the if the buyers were saying that sort of a thing, sure. then you adapt to that. Supply them. and yeah. demand. Yeah. 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 And, you know, I think going back to we always say uh, people need to know the business of their business, you know, Mm, because and uh, someone we've had on before, a musician, Byron Nash, the guy works day and night on his business. So he is creative and writes and plays songs. But all day long, he's working on the finance side, the social media side, how to build a business, how to be scalable. I'm glad you like, said it's that. It's unbelievable. Cause that, and that's the part. Like No matter whether you're an artist, a podcaster, a marketing person, you have to know the business of the business. But John, I bring succeed, these right? people onto my show, too. Yeah. Right? Like This was one of the first curveballs I threw my audience. was like the ninth of the t- 10th episode, I brought a painter in from Toronto. Right? Devin Seawee, my favorite painter in the world, right? And she's like, I don't have an agent. I don't have a, you know, some collective that I belong to. So my whole livelihood is tied to being able to write those little blurbs that you see next yeah. to the paintings. Mm-hmm. And we sat and we talked about exactly how it is that you market abstract art on a three by five card sitting in a, you know, next to a frame, right? Um, so you kind of have to, you've yeah. got to have some give and take with your audience. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I like that. I think, you know, if you really want to be a good marketer, right now pay attention to local music hmm. right pay attention to the local music scene jess gave me a point i think that's good uh i think that was <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. do it but others do you know <laughs> you gotta do it yeah, right yeah, yeah. Sure. you gotta do the local diy I show that very very much well it's hard and i think other musicians would absolutely appreciate what you're saying because support it really local music is a job for some folks you know some of us most of us have day jobs but some don't right and yeah. this is their shtick 
and I think that's really important to recognize. So I appreciate that. Very well, much. absolutely. No, seriously, there's yeah. there's some tremendous things happening at Pittsburgh Music, yeah. Yeah. right? So and as a marketer, I watch what they do, what they do on social, what they do on creative, what they do on you know, um, not necessarily even in, in established, focused, you know, like structured marketing, but just how do they build buzz? How do they yeah. make something? And I keep coming back to this because I think it's key that emotional tug, that resonance where people are like, a person like me would do this show. Yeah. A person like me would buy this record. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, and we were talking again before the, the little pre-hangout at the bar here is that you, uh, you, you seem to hit uh, your stride when you took on a partner. And then we were talking about how we did the same thing here. Shout you know, out to Olga Pagoda Rachel, for real. Yeah, and so Rachel was around, kind of helped us get a get a sponsor, and kind of was around the podcast. And we were friends, and then we worked on a project, and then we brought her in to be the ghost of the podcast. And from a business standpoint, we know what other what each other is good at, and we yeah. know what the other is does. The talent that I don't have that she has, and it, we have seen this thing just go through the roof. And and people have. I'm not making that up. People have told us that. And you said you had the same story, right? Absolutely. So Olga Pagoda is my business partner on the consulting side. And for years, I was a, I was a just one-man band, right? Um, I had bad experiences trying to partner up with people. It's just you need commitment from the other party. And a lot of times, you have a different sense of what commitment means. So um, I have a very sort of weird and obsessive way that I've, I've gotten to the bottom of this now. We literally just sat down and, like, there were no secrets. It was like, look, how much money did you make last year? Because mm -hmm. right? she had her own consulting firm. I had my own. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, look, just tell me. Right? Mm -hmm. It was almost like a job interview yeah. and like Match.com all rolled into one. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> True story. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, you yeah. need to know who this person is and you need to know whether or not like you can air your dirty laundry with somebody because, right. I mean, you you got to be very. And you can blunt. take their kids to school, too. I was just going to say, yeah. when is Dominic's birthday? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You, you do. Yeah. You become extended family. Yeah, yeah you yeah. do. Yeah. For real. No, it, it's, it's just been so. So tell us just a quick summary on the Pitchworks podcast because I know we have to we have to get to our other guests at some point. But give him their pitch. Oh, you got oh. a pitch now? Is that yeah. how this is? Wow. What, yeah. do I get a treat when we're done? Come on, man. Yeah. Why do you like Pittsburgh since you were yeah. going to be so quick Those to say? Seasons. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> the three rivers and the seasons. Get off your couch and come on down uh, and drag off. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, no, if, if you want to know sort of what other people are doing wrong and why and how they fixed it. That's what our show is, right? That's why we'll be if on you, next week. If you want the <laughs> if you want the gorgeous polished one, one, right? There is a there's a studio in California cranking out yeah. you know, like the dream factory. Okay. But if you want to know what it's like when we roll up our sleeves and everything goes sideways, come listen to the Pitchworks podcast. Mm -hmm. We will tell you like how these brilliant CMU people who have two doctorates can't figure out how to sell this earth-shattering technology. Yeah. And it sounds like I'm making fun of them, and I'm not, right? Like, there's, no, there's things that they're good at. There's things that they're not good at. And we all sit down and have a very honest conversation about, this is the stage I'm at. This is how I got here. This is where I hope to go someday, and this is where I need help. And then we sure. kind of sit down and hash it out. Yeah. And the stories are supposed to help you as the listener see commonality with their story, even if you're not planning on starting your own business or not starting a business in their in their sector, mm -hmm. even if you're just a sales rep who just wants to take on entrepreneurial mindset, it's good for you. Yeah. Great. Very cool. Now, before we let you go, we always have a question. scintillating question of the day. Oh, boy. So, so the question of the day is, <laughs> we are in trendy Lawrenceville. So do you say Lawrenceville or do you say Lawrenceville? Basically, are you an over-articulator? I'm the second one. Okay. I don't you know which one's right, though. Lawrenceville. <laughs> so Did I'm you not notice my grimace? Lawrenceville or Lawrenceville? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, so I was born in Erie, right? Like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing for me. <laughs> like, sorry. I don't have a lot of these. It goes visit Erie as a sponsor. I see. Yeah. I, I see the ambassador <laughs> to the Czech Republic has returned to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't want to travel anywhere. Westview, that's, that's it. That's kept saying to me all week. He's like, we have to get the check out of you. You're mean. Yeah. <laughs> I turned on, I did. I turned on a religious radio station just to he get. He did. Yeah, that's a good plan. Now right give me an old yeah. priest and a young yeah. priest. <laughs> um, no, the, um, the way that Pittsburghers yeah. speak <laughs> as a word person is weird yeah, to me sometimes. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, mm -hmm. I, I think one of my favorite <laughs> phrases, and I even used it on Twitter to kind of promote being here today, was like, come neb in on what yeah, we're doing over yeah. here. <laughs> Dude, I love neb in like nothing in this world. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a great <laughs> phrase. Yeah. Neb in. Yeah. 
Was why it you Neb always got to neb in on stuff, Dave? <laughs> I don't understand. So I mean, awards. I get it. It's your job and whatever. You're kind of a professional yeah. never. Yeah, yeah. yeah you're a professional yeah. question asking <laughs> never is what you is. <laughs> so that is Scott McDaniel. By the way, wow. we'll make sure that we show you pictures of the food that is out, food and drinks and everything that Dennis and Jess have put out. It's unbelievable here. So we'll make sure, and if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you go to the website on Tuesday and you'll see all the pictures. But Scott, can't tell you what a pleasure it's been to Thank have you, you so on much. here. Thank you so much. Guys, I really enjoyed being we here. We appreciate and, uh, it. Totally cool. Thanks. And um, cool. So you'll, you'll find all the links in the show notes for this week's podcast. So if you're listening, you're on the treadmill, don't worry. Go click on it when you're relaxing. Next coming up, we're going to hear Jess, and uh, we're going to have Dave Kaplan from Channel 4. <laughs> Take a torch to it, I'll take a torch to this year. This year. I'm not asking for a castle with a path to light your way. So come home on your own, come home on your own. Wrap ourselves in ourselves without thinking. Dude. That is so hard to believe that it's Crazy. one person with a guitar. I know. Yeah. I can't That's, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's uh, amazing. By the way, do you have your green on? I don't. No, we will have but our green on. But it's so important to mention that we will have That's our green right. on. That was a good segue. How about that, yo? Because the Ajaga podcast doesn't want to leave our listeners green with envy as we prepare for the Irish Festival this September at the Riverplex at Sandcastle. Enjoy custom and tradition at its finest while listening to national and local Irish performers, including a visit from international sensations and our favorites at this point, the Screaming Orphans. Yeah, man. Uh, you can eat, drinks, you can shop, you can dance, you can do Celtic Celtic dancing all at the Riverplex. Ancient Sept Celtic axe throwing, John. That's crazy. Yeah, That's I didn't crazy, even know that right? was a yeah. thing. September 7th through the 9th at Riverplex, Sandcastle. We celebrate the Pittsburgh Irish Festival. Visit PittsburghPGHIrishFest.org for details and ticket information. And the best part, you don't even have to be Irish to go to the festival. You just That's go... Great. Yeah. Kind of put your green on, right? We love it there. Yeah. We had our experience last year, and we're going back, and yeah. we're going to podcast from there, right? Exactly. I hope they we get to sing with the Screaming Orphans. I know. Saying. You should totally come, Jess. Oh, there's, they was, were fantastic. It was uh, Rachel's first full-time podcast. Yeah. And it got and, yeah. and I'm just going to say it got nominated. Not for, nominated. Yeah. It was a finalist for a Golden Quill Award. Yep. So same. how about that? Golden so Quill. How about that, yo? All right. Dave so Kaplan. <laughs> Dave, what up? Dave Kaplan, Channel 4, how are you? I'm doing great. I was, I'm a little nervous because of the people who told you I was, I was supposed to be funny. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, and I you're a question I, asker. I don't give up my sources, but I think I know who they are, and I'm going to have a long <laughs> chat with them. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it up just on, a little on bit On Monday. There. Okay, yeah, there sounds you go. good. There you cool. go. Yeah. <laughs> not used to that. Yeah. My bad. Well, no, Ray Petlin has set, he's set yeah. the standard here, i got to tell you. Now, Ray, Jack, Ray's Jackie, a funny guy. I Jackie love that guy. Jackie came on, and she was all dolled up, and she had a good time with us on one of our porches. Ray, he put it. He he went toe to toe with the Three Rivers Arts Festival people on why it rains on uh, on Three Rivers Arts, and he told him it doesn't. It, it rains every year at that yeah. time. Yeah, he said, no "Welcome to Pittsburgh yeah. in June." That's <laughs> just that's just how Ray rolls. He's one of those meteorologists. I'm convinced controls the weather, he but uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? He's he doesn't just predict too. it exactly. He, so I'll be honest. I love me some Aaron. Right from WPXI. I love me some Aaron from WPXI but also. TAE and KDK are my two favorites because PXI Ooh. peeps are not very friendly other than Aaron. Oh well, I, I I I have a lot of yes, I have a lot of very good friends that work there. Okay, so so um, tell the Czech I Republic promise they're super friendly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like an exorcism that happens. I just start spewing <laughs> negative things. Yeah, you're you're going to start a beef. I need to go. The, uh, <laughs> the uh, you know it's 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 uh, when I came to Pittsburgh. One of the great things about Pittsburgh is that it's a really competitive TV market. So yeah. we all really push each other. We try to get the best version of the story. So as such, I, I like when I came, I was 25 and like wasn't sure I was like good enough to be here and was like really kind of intimidated by people who worked at the other stations. But thinking it might be like Anchorman, like in real life, oh, like we yeah. might, yeah, the streets might run red with David Kaplan's oh blood. God. I didn't want to be that guy. Um, but uh, everybody, we all get along. We all play pretty nicely. So yeah. still competitive. That's funny, but uh, that was actually one of my questions is what is that like? Yeah. You know, you're all kind of showing up for the story and 
really you're just there for the commentary. Look, a lot of times we we travel in packs in Sorry. a way, so we all kind of go and you know to the same stories. We're trying to talk to the same people. So um, I always say I, I work with incredible people at WTAE. There's no doubt about it. I, I love it. I love it there. They're great, and I'm not just saying that. Um, but I learned as much about reporting in this market from people who work at KDK and WPXI. Mm -hmm. um, you know, hey, we should go over here. Here's where the police station is, or here's you know the good person to talk to. So it's all it's all pretty cordial because we're all out there kind of right. you know. Yeah telling the same story we're just trying to tell it in the best way possible that's the sort of competitive element of it yeah. so sure. what's the onboarding like when you come to a town like this so i used to do pio stuff for a, a medical helicopter company and and i'd have to try to educate them as to what the words are you know and that people don't really run to ambulances and things like that or they don't rush anybody to the hospital but what's the onboarding because i will tell you i just listened to a radio uh uh, traffic and you could tell the person was new because they said there's a traffic backup at North Versailles and I'm like nope no it isn't <laughs> Scotty said but what's the onboarding like when you come in like two this? relevant onboarding stories okay. first of all it's like fire and then throw you into it there's definitely <laughs> that so my first day on the job uh, in Pittsburgh um, I'm uh, obviously I'm like we have to, they're like, come at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, okay, 8.30. So I walk in and I'm just like sitting there, just like waiting. I'm like, let's do this. Like, let's get the HR stuff out of the way and let, get, get me out there. Okay, so we get the HR stuff out of the way at like noon. So I sat there and was just waiting. And eventually the boss, uh, uh, he was the assistant news director at the time, Jim comes over and uh, he, he goes, it's my first day. I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about the geography of Pittsburgh. He goes, do you have your earpiece? And like my my like you know that we put into our ear for yeah. for TV purposes, and my heart started racing so fast. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna put me on TV on my first day. I I hope I'm ready. So long story short, they send me up to Beaver Falls for a fire at an abandoned building. But like it's my first time like showcasing like what I can do or like you know trying to whatever. So it's an abandoned building and it was a very small fire. But dang, if I didn't interview like 35 people and like get like the whole <laughs> kit and caboodle together for them to like whatever. So I call back and I say, hey, I got this, I got this, I got this. It's an abandoned building. It used to be a warehouse. Uh, they're they're trying to refurbish it, and they go, all right. Uh, 20 seconds in the 530 just write that up and I'm like damn it so I was uh, I was I you were was I was yourself. ready to go I was really ready to go so that's story number one the next one which is very quick uh there was like flooding or something and uh this was like my third week on the job and uh I was I was trying to do talk a little bit about McKeesport and a little bit about Wilkinsburg. And so I'm talking on TV and I'm on there and I'm chatting and and I, I mixed them up in my head. So I said uh, I said Wilkinsport. Oh, no. <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, this is a disaster. Get out of there. Get out of there. So I tagged out instead of saying David Kaplan, Pittsburgh's Action News 4. I said David Kaplan, WDBJ 7, which was my last TV <laughs> station. <laughs> So that's at like 6.30 in the morning. I email the boss immediately. I'm like, uh, I'm sorry. I said the wrong TV station. He goes, don't worry. It I was happens. afraid of the Yenzers, so. so I ran. Exactly. Exactly. Understood. Fortunately, people still watched uh, WTA and later on in the day. you're not from Pittsburgh. You're from Roanoke? Roanoke, right? Virginia. Born okay. and raised there. So I, uh, I I grew up there. Great little upbringing. If you don't know, Roanoke's like due south of Pittsburgh. So it's in the... She doesn't. The Yeah. Southwest corner of the state. So when I, yeah, whenever I say Southwest Virginia, people are like, oh, I've never been, been to the Southern part of West Virginia. I'm the like, no, 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 She's no. never visited there. She hates, so she hates nobody there. Yet. I you should yeah, go. I like it. It's beautiful. <laughs> I totally <laughs> recommend it. My dad was born and raised there. It's great. That was good. <laughs> um, right, it's right off Interstate 81. Born and raised there. I'm sold. <laughs> He's the man. He's the man. God bless him. My mom always jokes that she, uh, they went to the University of Pennsylvania. She's like, I, I had to meet the nice Jewish guy uh, at yeah. Penn who would take me back to Roanoke, <laughs> Virginia. She's a Philly girl, so uh, it, it's oh, uh, boy. it's tough out Don't there. Don't tell her what I said about Philly. I won't. I How won't. long did it take you to realize not to wear the best suit ever because you're going to get put on a fire and it's going to get ruined? Very quickly. That that <laughs> lesson got learned very very quickly. Didn't cover as many fires down in Virginia, so. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I always like uh, I'm always, you know, reporters were like out and about in the field. So I, I just like I try to avoid the suit unless I know I'm going to like yeah. be interviewing somebody who I should be wearing a suit in front of. So uh, but yeah, they I've taken a lot to the dry cleaning because they smell <laughs> like smoke for sure. For Biggest sure. Difference, though, between Virginia and here. Just the, the pace here is okay. much, much different. Okay. Um, and, in what and, way? Um, just, you know, it's it's uh, the morning show, for example. I, I do that two days a week, Thursdays and Fridays, and uh, it's from 430 to 7. 
And when I talk about the competitive element, you know, if, if somebody else is reporting something or, or something like that, we get moved so much. Uh, just uh, so during the course of the morning show, it's entirely possible that I could be doing three different stories. Oh, hey, wow. we need you to go to this scene and, yeah, and yeah. do this and whatever. And then it's like, oh, uh, we need you to go. Actually, this this seems like something that's popped up. So that's in destruction squad. Something like in that. In my EMS <laughs> days, we always in the middle of the night calls. We'd see the death and destruction squad in the news people. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, hey, we know you. So, like, one of, like in Virginia, uh, I did a story. Um, I, I'm a big golfer, and uh, I played this course that was relatively new, and I, I looked over, and there were, like, 13 goats just chilling on the course. So I'm like, what's up with these goats? So I asked the, <laughs> the golf course manager, and he's like, well, we, uh, we, we, don't, we don't have traditional mowing equipment in some areas, so the goats are, like, the best things to do. So, like, down in Virginia, a little bit slower pace, I got to do, like, 10 stories on those goats, and it was wow. awesome. How about that? But Wait, up here, did you wear a suit for that I one? did not wear a suit for that one. <laughs> I did not wear a suit for that one. Were we supposed to interview some type of animal? Like somebody dressed up. Oh like, yeah, goat? it wasn't a goat. Zebra. Yeah, what was a zebra? A yeah, a zebra. Yeah. Th- yeah, right, yeah. right. We were supposed to interview a zebra at the zoo. We, they turned us down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. We didn't have the quality. It's not that. always. Uh, it's not always as black and white with the zebras, is it? Oh, yeah. Nailed it. Thank you. I'll be here for so. Like uh, 10 Rachel more had some. <laughs> she, she had some questions about your favorite story, but I, I want to switch Ooh. that up. Is what is the what is the story that you go? Oh my God! You know, you thought you were going to get it. And it can turn out to be completely obvious. You're like, oh, God, Man, on know. the spot. You know, you always it, – it's always – one of the things I love about Pittsburgh are the characters in this town. Oh, <laughs> they're yeah. truly the unique. characters. We talk about yeah, that yeah. all the they're, time. They're yeah. just truly unique. So it, it's really uh, – in my life, you know, th- this job's about the people and, and just getting to know people and talk to people and, and tell their stories, however that sort of manifests itself. So, you know, your, your average fire uh, can just turn into like – you know, if you get the right person, oh, it's like yeah, – yeah. Whoa! So, <laughs> so wait, uh, who was the woman? Was like, Lord Jesus, there's a fire. Oh, right. Remember they kept. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. that. There was I the there that. was the gentleman in Wilkinsburg a couple uh, weeks ago that we interviewed. Who uh, he said he was cooking McDonald's French fries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he yeah. expounded pretty yeah. heavily about that. So that yes. turns your average fire into yeah. something yeah. really great. So the one we were the one the one we always joke about um, is. Uh, uh, I was in McKeesport covering a fire last November. Rosie Bernard was the name of the woman, okay. and uh, she got displaced from her home. And we were there when she was kind of coming back to like grab a couple of her things. It was on Thanksgiving, whatever, whatever. And uh, needless to say, Rosie Bernard was a big WDV, uh, a big WTIE fan. <laughs> See, I just did it there. Jeez, DV Ross. If my boss yeah. is listening, I'm sorry. Uh, no, DVJ. Um, oh, DVJ. The. Uh, and and I tried to be like I was trying to like ask her questions like hey what what was it like for you what whatever but she's like David Kaplan you are my favorite reporter I love you I just and I'm like oh like uh, uh, thank you so much like how, how's are you okay like is everything she she goes you're so clear to understand that's why we love you so much and I like couldn't get a soundbite out of her because she uh, she eventually did, did it it, it was she's it like, was fine selfie this thing. yeah so yeah. needless to say uh, it, it, any story can be a great story. Uh, when when you interview people uh, like that's like so like funny. Rosie Bernard, well, God that's bless what John, her. You know, in case you don't know, John is kind of like a news hound, and he scours you know all of the websites from all three news stations to find out like who did the craziest thing, and that's what we write our jag off blogs about. You Got know? it. So. We've certainly done yeah, our yeah. share of finding yeah, people like that. Exactly. <laughs> so like, we appreciate it. You exactly. Know? And, and it just amazes me, you know, like uh, there, there's one guy on the blog. It's from, from years ago. He was caught burglarizing something, right? And he was, you know, brought to the justice of peace, brought, taken home. You know, he's basically going to wait for arraignment. He's at home. So the news says, can we come down and interview you? And he, of course, says yes. So they're interviewing him at his house. Now, it's not like he didn't know that the news was coming. Right. And the dude's like 250 pounds and no shirt on. No shirt. Like, you didn't know the news was coming, right? <laughs> John, I just told you. I Wait, three, maybe three. Brother, come he on. definitely wasn't 250. Come on, man. You're killing me right now. <laughs> but he, need, he had like three chest hairs in the middle. I'm like, dude, you did not know the news was coming. Put on at least your good Steelers T-shirt that you wore on Sunday to church, right? Yeah. Hey, man. It, it, you, you, they, they own it. They own it. And that's yeah. great. And look, it's uh, we're always looking for authenticity. <laughs> and that's about probably about as authentic as it gets. So uh, that's all we can ask for. Candor we, and authenticity. We did talk to your friend Katie love about being you know the emotional side love of this her. you know and uh, I know it's you know we are, we're goofing around here but I can't imagine you know what I know from an EMS standpoint that people go through uh, traumatic stress issues because of what we see and uh, I can't imagine that reporters don't go through the same thing 
Uh, we we absolutely do, and uh, I'm I'm happy to you know I'm, I'm happy to admit that 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 there's a lot of days where you kind of take the work home from you. Uh, the the realization that and and I was just thinking about this this past week covering some flooding. Mm -hmm. The realization, if you think about how unnatural it is. Uh, hi, my name's David Kaplan. This is my camera, uh, the camera guy that I'm working with. Uh, can you tell us? Uh, some intimate details about the worst day of your life so we can broadcast it to a couple tens yeah. of thousands of people. And I think recognizing that in the first place, you know, we're always chasing, you know, a story. Uh, mm -hmm. That's sort of the, the nature of the business. But um, it, you do have to sometimes take a step back and, and try to distance yourself and try to separate it. And, and it's not an easy thing to do. And any reporter, any anchor here uh, will tell you that, that, that um, you have to have a certain level of compassion mm -hmm. in everything that you do to recognize that, that people are letting you into their lives yeah. um, on, on what's typically a, a very bad day. Um, but, you know, the, the work-life balance is, is definitely difficult because, mm -hmm. you know, I, I do think about those people when I, when I go home. I do think about the fact that, you know, when I get home, you know, these people are still cleaning mud out of their basement yeah. and, and uh, it, it definitely stays with you. Um, yeah. I, you know, sometimes I get emotional. I'm happy to admit that. I, 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 you know, but I think it makes me a better reporter just uh, to be sympathetic and empathetic because I've been through some stuff myself. And mm -hmm. uh, just recognizing recognizing that's really really important. But it, it, it's it's really difficult. And, and I'm sure you remember uh, from your time at the Trib how, you know, how challenging say, it is. I was lucky. I never oh, okay never had to do. But in my day, you kind of chose what your beat was. You know, it's a totally different world now as far as the way you report and how me. You know, I mean, the media has changed so much. I didn't want to do that because I was having children. And my thought was I would be an emotional wreck. Yeah. I mean, look at me after the Czech Republic. What the hell would happen <laughs> if I had to interview somebody? Oh my God. If she'd have been there two more days, she'd have totally gone. She no, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's, there needs to be a level of compassion. There does, and but it has changed tremendously because in my day, it's, it was that you ask the question and you wait for the answer and sorry for you. This is my job mm -hmm. and you answer it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you're right. I do definitely see a difference in the sense that people are more compassionate and there's more relatability. And that's what it's, it's important. And we put ourselves out there a lot, just yep. a we're on TV, but you know, social media, uh, you know, tweeting stuff and, and posting yeah. stuff on Instagram. It's, it, you know, it's to, to humanize the media right. is really important. I think uh, we're people too. And, and I think uh, that's why you're the local celebrities because well. they see it, but it's the truth. Yeah, you yeah. deal with that right. all the time yeah, they, and they yeah, see you yeah. in, ahead, Scott. in a way. We let, we let David ask you a question. You can, you <laughs> you're the question, question asker like, now. Come on. Now, now I'm, I'm nervous. I'm worried mine was too hard or <laughs> I, uh, I'm, I'm going to burn on your junk for a minute if it's all right. <laughs> oh my God. Um, no, I, I actually, as you're sitting there talking about it, I, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, sort of the career management aspect of it, right? Because um, if you're not compassionate, if you're not the person who, sort of identifies with and sympathizes with the person you're talking to, that goes viral in a hurry. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't remember any specific cases, but I can, I'm sure there's somebody out there right now who got made famous by the internet for being too callous with somebody who had just lost everything. Right. And, and look, when, when I, when I go out there, I, I, you know, I try not to take it too seriously, but you know, if it's a public official or an elected official, I, I would expect as someone in media that they, you know, the people put them in office, they have a, people have a right to hear mm -hmm. from that person. Agreed. So if they, yeah. they, they should be, you know, accepting interviews when, you know, we hopefully not, they should be, but more often than not. Um, You're like, sorry, Mayor Peduto. Yeah. But whenever, whenever somebody says to me, uh, I don't, I'm sorry, I, I just don't want to talk to you right now. Yeah. I never give, you know, I, I always say I totally understand. Right. And, and it's, it's, that's the type of like, you know, you just gotta, you know, these are people's lives that we're so reporting that's what on. I this say is when Rachel says that every morning, <laughs> I call her, go, hey, we getting together about more issues. I don't want to talk to you right now. I, I, just, just, I understand. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. it's, it's, it's interesting because the, you know, reporters have to think about where's their career going in that regard. Mm -hmm. And if you're, like Rosie Bernard, you know, like she Bless loves her. you. You're God a brand her. to her now, <laughs> yeah. right? right? Yeah. Maybe. Your brand is very important to her because she feels like you tell it the way it is and that she understands it and that you don't have a, an agenda and that you ask the questions she want she wants asked. So you you kind of have to juggle these two you've got to give the station what it wants but also make sure that you don't ever hurt your own future it, chances we make so many judgment calls when right. we're out in the field and, yeah, right. and it's just like the the when you really think about the amount of trust they put 
you know, photographer and a reporter when we go out in the field, how we're going to handle something, who we're going to call, what we're going to do, whether we're, how we're going to, you know, tactfully knock on a door if that's mm-hmm. a thing, uh, you know, just how we're going to handle stuff like that. It's, it's, it's really, you know, it, there's a, just a lot of judgment calls. And that's why you see so many uh, journalists, you know, uh, these ethical kind of quandaries pop up a lot, especially nowadays of, you know, did they handle that the right way? Yeah. And fortunately, sure. I went to a great school for journalism and I, I feel like I'm really well prepared and, you know, I'm entering kind of the seventh year of my career now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you learn these lessons, but that's why, you know, the media in Pittsburgh really is a gem. And yeah. I, I mean that. And, that's and cool. I, wow. I, I truly believe that. that. Yeah. Wow. All right. So we has, she has a question. Hard today. hitting. I have one question for you. What's the one thing that the truck or the vehicle, the news vehicle, never leaves when you're in, without when you're in it? Snack or hair moves? What? Mm, interesting question. I always joke that there should be a bathroom in all the live trucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I always joke that half of being a journalist is uh, figuring out where you can go to the bathroom. Uh, That's really, what I think. really, really yeah. important. Yeah. The most important thing, besides the camera, obviously, is uh, we're so mobile on the go these days. We call them coffee cup. They're inverters. Plug them into the cigarette oh, lighter. Oh yeah. It's got two okay. two outlets yeah. and a USB. So when we're firing on all cylinders and, and <laughs> I, you know, I got to get both, keep both phones charged and, uh, and the computer life. charged. Yeah. It's, yeah. 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 So funny. yeah. Yeah. If half is finding a bathroom, the other half is making sure all your stuff's powered <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. That's my life. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. Okay. So this is the hard hitting question. We're in trendy Lawrenceville. So do you say Lawrenceville or do you say Lawrenceville? Okay. But you're not from Pittsburgh. I mean, he's at least Erie. Not from Pittsburgh. I feel like it would vary depending on the sentence, so I'm not really sure. I'm going down to Lawrenceville. I would say, so I guess Lawrence. One, Lawrence. Yeah. 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 You were wrong. If I'm eating at a really I'm nice restaurant here, I'd say Lawrenceville. <laughs> Definitely. No, I'm just Lawrenceville. kidding. Yeah. I got you. Lawrenceville. <laughs> I got you. Lawrenceville. Well, we, uh, we certainly appreciate you being on, and that was the right answer. Thank so <laughs> you're lucky, brother. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you for having me. I really absolutely. appreciate it. But we actually have kind of the king and queen of Lawrenceville coming on next. We have the owners Jess and Dennis, but before that, we're going to listen to the other Jess. I was down, I was alone, she was still in her heart. But in the nighttime, was no match for us. Hi, everyone. I'm Selena Pompiani from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're listening to the Yajagoff Podcast. Yeah, man. How about that? What I a mean, podcast it's so like far. It's effortless. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, she just sits there. Is that what I sound like? Yeah, it's like, holy. T- I, didn't do you, I didn't do you justice, <laughs> yeah, Jess. Right. So we're going to give uh, Jess a microphone. We're going to bring the other Jess. We're going to bring Dennis in. Now, they've laid out some unbelievable food and drinks here. So, uh, you know, make sure you come down to Merchant Oyster. They're, they're, we're, I think they even have a new brunch or something we're going to talk about here. But as they come on in here, come on in here. Yeah, yeah. Jess is just fresh from Hi yoga. Jess, how are you? And how are you? Dennis just fresh from the new beer. I like this. Yes. I like the way he thinks better. Always follow yoga with a beverage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and go. we have our other Jess here on the other side of us. We have like bilateral Jesses today. Uh, it Jess, confused me for a second. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm Jess not doing Klein yoga. Is musician, so. <laughs> so I'm Jess. not on a rooftop. <laughs> <laughs> so Jess, as Dennis and uh, the other Jess get uh, settled, tell us a little bit about your your career, your your, what you're doing in music and your love of Pittsburgh, if, even if you love Pittsburgh, are you are Pittsburgh original? I No, I okay. am originally from Michigan, uh, just outside Detroit. It's funny when you move uh, from Michigan, like you claim the entire state of Michigan, like, yeah, Michigan, when you're, li- you're not like, oh, Pennsylvania, you know? Ever, yeah. ever. So it's very <laughs> much like I love Pittsburgh, and it is Lawrenceville. Oh. I'm so sorry. Do you, you live here? Do you live here in Lawrenceville? I do not, oh. but that's just how I say it. Oh. She um, said not, so that's definitely that? not from me. But yeah, I love the Pittsburgh accent so much, and oh. it has really tied into the uh, Michigan-Canadian thing oh, that I have okay. going on, right? Okay. So okay. it's interesting. Um, but uh, I started playing guitar when I was 13 because uh, no women were doing that at the time. And I also came out when I was 13, so I was like, well, to get the ladies, this might be what I have right, to right, do. Right, right, right. Hey, guys, it. do it, right? Right, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And it, yeah. it works mostly. <laughs> uh, not anymore, <laughs> but... Um, 
<laughs> so yeah, I started when I was 13, so I'm playing about 20 years, but before I even had a job hey, you in You look Pittsburgh. 13 right now. I, I really do. I yeah. look like a 15-year-old Jewish boy, <laughs> don't I? My, my family would be so proud. Um, so proud. Um, <laughs> it's true. It's fine. No, it's not true. <laughs> you just made people spit out I their food. I don't agree or not agree. Um, uh-huh. It's fine. Um, so I, uh, yeah, I'll be f- when I moved here, originally I didn't even have a job yet. So... I found the music scene before I found anything. I went to an open mic, and that like changed the trajectory of my life in Pittsburgh. Wow. And that has been where, yeah, it's kind of settled in. Wow. So that's and we talked a little bit off off air yeah. about how you embraced Pittsburgh, obviously. You enjoy Very much. The fact that I you pay taxes the here, yes. Verbiage, yeah. <laughs> um, but what about the music scene did you like? Because we were talking to you about how yeah. the last few podcasts has, has been discussion- can around the fact that there's a resurgence here yeah. with local music. Do you see that? Or did you feel that there was always a welcoming arm to the fact that music was always vibrant? Yeah, I think that's a okay. great question because I miss I think I missed out on a lot of that like downtime. Okay. And so for me the music scene here has always been it, right? And so I always I've always felt welcomed. Um I've always felt supported. Um I feel as a you know a queer woman I've found my way here which is interesting because that doesn't always happen. Um, but I feel very supported and loved here. And the one story, um, well, there's a million stories about the music scene here, but back in November, I had surgery on my foot and I didn't walk for three months. Oh, wow. And the music folks and my friends here just freaking came together. They're like, we're going to, you know, the band I, I'm in, you know, kind of stopped playing for a second. We're like, we're going to wait for you to heal, right? Um, we're going to cart you to band practice. We're going to take you to these open mics after the new year. Like, it just, it was insane. Now, see, that sounds very Pittsburgh to me. No. And, that, and that's very Michigan, too, to just okay. be kind and, you know, <laughs> yeah. generous. And so they're, the music to me here is more than just the music. It's the sure. people, it's the community, it's when folks come together to rally around things, and also the amount of like women and queer folks that I experience in the music scene here has been really important to me. It's interesting to me as a Pittsburgher, a longtime Pittsburgher, to know how parochial and backward we are that you find acceptance in, in here. Yep. So that, I, um, I find that very, absolutely, very, yeah. I kind of, pr- you know, I'm a kind yeah. of a proud Pittsburgher at that point to know that that's the case because absolutely. I mean, you know, I, we, we tell stories all the time about, you know, my parents or whatever. They just, you know, they lived in a different age and they still think they're living in that age right now. And you're like, please don't say anything here at the restaurant, mom, please don't say anything, you know, <laughs> but, but you know, that, I mean, it's so yeah. nice to know that Pittsburghers were accepting. Absolutely. That, you know, cause, uh, so, so speaking of friendly Pittsburghers who yeah. aren't Pittsburghers, but now are Pittsburghers, right? Oh, Jess yeah. and Dennis. Are we now considered Pittsburghers? Yes. Yeah, yeah, You've right? been on our Finally. podcast Dude, twice. Whatever we are <laughs> eating here, <laughs> whatever we are eating here right now is, is unbelievably what is that? good. Well, what I want to give you two, well, two very New Jersey things. So this is Dennis and Jess, by the way. They own Merchant Oyster. Yeah. Okay, um, hello, hello. So I am originally from New Jersey. Uh, so this restaurant is kind of a, a, a taste of my home, the Jersey Shore. And uh, these are two staples in New Jersey. One is the footlong hot dog Jesus. Uh, that I used to go to, to Max's Hot Dogs when I was a little kid. Um, and that's like one of my favorite things on the planet. I would argue it's the best hot dog in Pittsburgh. Just Dude, I, I, I might tell you. Just throwing that out and there. And that's on your menu. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing you ate is our, our pork roll and cheese. Um, so northern New Jersey calls it Taylor ham. Southern New Jersey calls it pork roll. I am from central New Jersey, <laughs> which people from northern New Jersey and southern New Jersey claim doesn't exist. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> but the new mayor just did. Uh, the, new, the new mayor, uh, the new governor. Governor. Governor sorry. just actually said to central New Jersey in a speech and caused a quite an uproar in New Jersey. Oh, wow. Uh, so quite enough where Stephen Colbert had to get involved. Wow. Um, yeah. uh, and he did determine, with John Stewart's help, that central Jersey does exist. And so wow. now we're here in Pittsburgh representing central Jersey. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> right. Representing. Outreach. It's outreach. So talk about, we had you guys on the podcast. If, uh, if you're listening to the podcast and didn't listen, it's a few episodes back where we were at West Penn Billiards talking about a big rollout. <coughs> Excuse me. And you guys months, brought, right? uh, yeah, yeah, you guys brought down some oysters, and everybody. We talked about how you your do oysters that. are now Shh. submerged in water because you yeah. didn't eat them fast enough. <laughs> Seriously, I know we didn't uh, we didn't eat them fast enough, but 
you're you you guys came here with with experience in oysters and brought this talent to Pittsburgh and not, and we'll talk also that not just here in Lawrenceville downtown as well but talk about bringing the oyster experience to Pittsburgh the real oyster experience yeah you know I, I, I grew up on the like I said on the Jersey Shore my sisters live in New Hampshire and in Maine um, so I just grew up with this experience I lived in DC right on the Chesapeake uh, so growing up with oyster oyster bars uh, I wanted to bring that to Pittsburgh um, and teach people where to get good oysters, what, what flavor profiles to look for, which we kind of talked about last time. Um, you know, some new varieties that they hadn't seen. Um, and then I wanted to give people that vacation experience. And that's, it's great. Like you're here right now. It's like what? It's vacation week, right? It yeah. is though, yeah. yeah. And I want people to feel like they're on vacation. Yeah. If you can't get out of Pittsburgh, you either come to Merchant Oyster Company or you go to Or the Whale. Either place, you're going to feel like you're on vacation. I say this is like the little, you know, beach shack yeah. that you hang out at. I feel like we're three blocks away from the beach. We just dropped off our little bikes or our rafts outside, and yeah. there's a bunch of sand outside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then downtown, or the whale, I say it's kind of like if you had a really rich friend that had a beach house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But it is true because Elena, who's helping us obviously with social media today, said, I couldn't wait to come to this place because we've heard this is the place to come see. You know, so and she lives in Butler, so listen, nice, that's nice. something to yeah. be said. Yeah. Oh, sorry, awesome. I'm sorry, cranberry. <laughs> <laughs> She's wow. like, come on, Rachel. Oh, I'm yeah. in. Are you in Butler County, though? Yeah. Okay, so uh, you're in a different county, so sister. Well, but nonetheless, it is. It's that place to be. So, how is Pittsburgh embracing it here? I mean, especially in a in a little place like Lawrenceville, which is not. Which and it's so competitive as well. Yeah, it is. It it's is. a very competitive town or area neighborhood. What are they? Neighborhood. Sure. Um, you can tell I'm from New Jersey. I say town. Town. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pittsburgh's worse. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Wait till I say we, water. We expected water. a lot of. Water. Uh, water. I don't water. know. It, a lot of people think of it, of. Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. Yes, not Lawrenceville. Or Larryville. I just call it Larry Larryville. Larryville. <laughs> Larryville. There you go. Um, they uh, they think of it as a place where the hipsters are living and right. a lot of the yeah. young industry folk. It's now turning around a little bit. It's changing. Um, we've been here in Lawrenceville living for five years in two different locations, um, but we expected it to be a lot of younger crowd. It okay. turns out a lot of older crowd are coming as well. It's a big mix of people. Okay. So um, being that place for everybody has been really refreshing to see because we really didn't know what to expect when we opened. We, th- we didn't want to be that uh, gentrified spot in Lawrenceville that was turning the city into a, a fad. That's right. right. Um, sure. yeah, but we, we've had tables outside where there's a bottle of Vuvuzelco champagne on one table and the next table is a bunch of construction workers with a pitcher in Narragansett. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. A- yeah. And like to have that juxtaposition of people sitting next to each other and just hanging out and having a good time, it's great. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's really, I think it's connecting. We're connecting right. well with And is, it's new. It's something that people haven't heard. Not, I wouldn't say trend because it's something that people want. So it's not a trend that, again, is a fad that's going to go away. But how are they accepting? Because sometimes Pittsburgh is kind of like, well, you're not a, Keep yeah, talking, I don't need hot eat dogs. Hot dog. um, <laughs> it's not a hot dog place. It's not a hamburger place. It's not a cafe. It's oysters. And that's so niche. So are they wanting to come in and know about that? Or do they just kind of want to come in and see it? I, I think we get a lot or of people want to come in and just see it. I think mm-hmm. we get a lot of people that know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people that are like, Oh, I grew up in Rhode Island. Oh, I grew Got up in, in Maine. Sure. Oh, I'm from New Jersey. Right. Like we get a ton of people that know we have we have pork roll and cheese, or pork roll egg and cheese, which is the proper way to have it. Or when I was in <laughs> high school, pork roll bacon egg and cheese. If you want to have a heart attack, <laughs> I do want to have a heart attack. Eat, eat one of those uh, every single day. Is so pork funny. roll similar to Pittsburgh's chipped ham? Uh, it, did you yeah. try it? Yeah, yeah, I did try this. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. well, it's. No. It is. Uh, it like it's ham. almost like a bologna kind of product. Oh, okay, it, it's a uh, an emulsified sausage of, of, okay, of gotcha. sorts. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any any bagel shop, any deli, you can get, or gotcha. my high school cafeteria. Yeah. <laughs> like <that's>, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That was a staple. So Jess, the singer, versus Jess, the owner, the restaurant owner. We already did this, and we know all the answers already. So ask them how many different kind of oysters and what time they they sell here. Go ahead. Because what kind? Yeah, what kind of oysters? How many different varieties of how oysters? How many different they have? varieties of oysters do you sell? Because I've been through this. Ten, ten to twelve at a time. 
<coughs> are they all good? Of course. There they are. <laughs> and this is the place the also where we get a lot of first timers for people eating oysters. I was one of those um, people. Awesome. A welcome. Months ago, yes. A couple yes. minutes ago? Months. Oh, oh. months. Like, wow. Welcome to the club. I would have documented that and told you and made a big deal about it. So, yeah. But even going a little bit further, depending on where people had their first oyster experience, they either don't like them or, and it's that fact of convincing them to try it again. How do you and do that? So let's start there. How do you convince them? What about somebody oh, who comes don't. in and we says. We don't convince. Like, okay. They're usually with someone who's that wants saying to convince you got to. That, that okay. always helps. Um, <laughs> How many drinks? I just, yeah. I've done it before where I bring out a free oyster and I'm like, it's small. It's great. You can spit it out if you don't like it and they're like okay i have to do it right like, i stand there watching over them until yeah they do it. yeah and they usually do it and they like it and you um, watched my daughter last time i was have just gonna her say first yeah, first yeah. and it was so <coughs> cute yeah. yeah i mean but that's what i like and you you're both very relatable people so are you walking around and saying to those first timers like i'm sure you can pick them out like how can we kind of help you because they're kind of skittish right yeah. is that something that's happening so that you're relating to all the customers coming in yeah we, we want to do that and, and and our staff is is fairly well trained on noticing those people and making them feel comfortable. Uh, we get a ton of people that come in here that don't eat oysters, that they just want... The Fish sandwich. <laughs> Damn it. No, they come in here just for the hot dog. Yeah. Or, sure. Or, I could see that. Or just for our hamburger, or I just for the rages. pork roll, yeah. um, or just for chowder. Like We yeah. get, especially during the day, oh, we have four chowder. different kinds of chowder. <gasps> we get a million people that come in here, just get a bowl of chowder to go. Wow. And take it back to that. And office. in the summer too, surprisingly, a lot okay. of people are eating chowder, so wow. it's great. Yeah. And That's is this great. also just so for people who don't know? Is this a breakfast, lunch, dinner thing, or is this like lunch, dinner? Because really, is there a breakfasty feel, or is this more, um, you know, for the crowd of people who are working in Lawrenceville and they're coming in to kind of try it? What's yeah? What well, are we, you getting? We open at eleven. Okay. Um, lunch and dinner. Lunch and dinner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and we're opening our brunch. Brunch, uh, which will still be soon. 11. Okay. It'll still be okay. 11. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. uh, you want to sleep on in. On the weekends, we'll do you know a, a lobster scramble and a pork roll. I was roll. getting at. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pork roll cool. hash with a fried wow. egg on yeah. it. That's crazy. Stuff like that. Cool. Yeah. Well, tell everybody where they find you, not just on the internet, but tell everybody where we are. Lawrenceville, 41st. Second. 42nd. Almost at 42nd. Yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah. 42nd. Yeah, 4129 uh, yeah. Butler Street. Good. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Right on the corner. It's so, I love it. Right yeah. on the corner. Yeah. Yeah. We have outdoor seating. So I love the outdoor yeah. seating. Yeah, yeah. yeah. dog yeah. friendly. Yep, very cool. We and got some other fun stuff coming up. We're going to do uh, what we're calling <coughs> a, a crab walk because uh, it's going to be on the sidewalk where it's just going to be like a, a, a New England style crab boil where we're just going to dump stuff on the tables. That's going to be fun. We need to come cover that. Yeah, yeah. love that. Yeah. All outside. Yeah, cool. We're going to do it once a month. Have uh, people been saying be that's great. something that they want? I mean, is that... Are we you, want it. You want it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Okay. No, we've also had a couple close friends come to us and be like, you need to do this. And uh, we're like, okay. And they're like, you need to do this. We're like, because okay, no we'll do it. Because no one else is doing <laughs> that, right? right? I mean, I right. don't see it anywhere else. I mean, Pittsburgh had traditional you know, seafood places. But other than that, this is really niche. Yeah, yeah I totally think is. that's the part that's missing this town. There's so many boats out. People yes. love... The rivers, people love spending time on the water, but we don't fish and crab here. So having that missing element, I think having that here in Pittsburgh and providing that is fun. And we get it local. We get it from yeah. the East Coast. So it's yeah. still local enough, yeah. even though we're landlocked, but it happens. This is very Disney-esque. It's just like you walk into this place and you're, you're at the beach. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like, and that's yeah, what and you I were shooting for. Like, yeah. So nautical, yeah, and it's works. nautical, but it's it's current, yeah. and, and I, I love very it. Cool. Very welcoming. And Jess, our singer and musician, tell us, tell everybody where they find you on the internet. Uh, you can go to Facebook. I have uh, it's J Klein Music is my page. Um, mm -hmm. You can find me on Instagram. You just friend me on uh, Facebook nice. at Je Jess Klein. Cool. Um, there's a picture of me and my dog hanging out. Nice. So nice. she <laughs> will not do well out here, but <laughs> I appreciate the invite for the dog. So that's <laughs> great. But Dennis, Jess, can't thank you enough. We have a question of the day for you as well, you know. So, but they kind of answered it. But yeah, I know. Really, <laughs> can't thank you enough for having us here. And uh, thanks to our, all of our guests and Jess Klein. Thanks for coming in to be our musician. We've had a great time here, and we have, make sure everybody comes down here. Merchant Oyster Company in Lawrenceville. Uh, totally, totally cool. Uh, so first question for each of you, favorite oyster? Because you explained that there are so many Ooh, different. What's your favorite? Mine are the Purple Mountains right now. Purple Mountains. Okay, uh, and why? Those are British Columbia. Uh, salty briny, but it's got like a, a nice like melon cucumber finish. Really? Yeah. 
Yeah. Do you uh, do something to them for that? It's just the natural taste. No, it's, it's it's all the water that they're in uh, and, and the planktons and yep. stuff that they feed on. Yeah. It's, okay. It's basically how they get their flavor profile. Okay. And you say Lawrenceville or Lawrenceville? Larryville. Larry. Larryville. I like yeah. that. Larryville. That's the third choice. Yeah. Okay. Your turn, Jess. Um, I say Lawrenceville. Although sometimes they get in a weird Pittsburgh mode. Mode. And I'm like, Lawrenceville. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Nice. So yeah. I do both, I think. Yeah. Um, but I Favorite. love the Lucky Limes here. Uh, they're, they're amazing. Too. They're beautiful looking. And they're also super briny. And I love that it brings me back to the ocean where when you're a little kid and you got like shoved over by a wave and your face is in the sand yep. and you're like choking. Uh. And that's like... I mean, it doesn't, your it doesn't sound it pleasant. Yeah. What it's is very, going on? It's a very pleasant oyster. Great memory. No, yeah. great memory. But it, it brings me yeah. back to, like, yeah. the deep salt and yeah. you know, sure. the flavor Sure. We're both water signs, so, so we, love, right. we love the I water. I love the briny brininess, and lucky yeah. I'm so briny. So cool. Okay. And we do apologize for Jessica's attire. She was No, it's just, all was good. Hey, She was just doing yoga at our downtown restaurant on the roof. You can tell I was just working out. Once a month, we do yoga on the roof. So That's the Jagoff Podcast. Thanks again to... Pittsburgh Beautiful for having us uh, live. And uh, thanks to Scott McTaggart from Pitchworks. Thanks to David Kaplan for coming on. Thanks to um, Elena, Elena for, for doing our Instagram story. And Hannah Lepiska for producing. And uh, again, thanks to the Merchant Oyster Company, you guys. And, and Amanda Cowan Wright. We're coming back best, for right? the boil. Yeah, Is yeah, it a yeah, boil or a bake? We're back for that. It's a boil. It's a boil. Yeah. Total Sports Enterprises, thanks to them. They are known for their high profile public signings with Franco and Brian Rust, among other Total Sports Enterprises athletes. But TSC also has private signings that result in more unique products available for sale. In fact, Total Sports Enterprises still has pre sale items for legendary coach Dick so visit tseshop.com for more details on signed Dick LeBeau items, as well as all of your black and gold needs. Thanks, everybody, for joining the Jagoff Podcast. See you Tuesday or next Saturday or wherever we're going to be. Have you ever wrapped your arms around an empty space? And who can contain the little flame? Have you ever wrapped your arms around an empty space? And who can contain the little flame? And who can contain this little flame? And who can contain the little flame? And who can contain?